Turtles to those feelings will be up on the screen during my message today. As I was preparing to, uh, for today's service, uh, we are continuing on our theme of we can do more together having that one voice. Now, last week, we talked about worship and uh, that it's important for us individually and to be connected to God through worship. And if you remember, I asked you to think about one of your favorite hymns or Christian songs and in the count of three where you were supposed to be singing it out loud. And it was a little chaotic, you know, that it sounded, but then... We selected one song, and that was How Great Is Our God, and how that one voice, it just sounded so beautiful. And so it's very important that for us to understand we can do more together having that one voice. Today's theme is that working together can change our surroundings. Again, working together can change our surroundings. And I'm going to ask you to just pause for a word of prayer at this time. We thank you, Almighty God, for your love and grace and that this opportunity in this worship service. Prepare our hearts and minds to receive your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Ms. Amanda was reading the uh, uh, book of Acts, chapter 2, and it was a little bit of a context as the Holy Spirit had uh, come and, and really taken a hold of those individuals after Christ had died and he had resurrected, and the importance of the Holy Spirit was to continue on the work that Jesus had done in through the ministries and through, in, in, the, in the communities and towns. There were healings, there were mirac- miraculous signs, and this is what was happening. People saw that they had authority, that they spoke in the same power that Jesus was speaking in while he was roaming around in the earth, and here they are. So they followed the the teachings of the apostles' teaching. So verses uh, uh, 42, all it says, all believers were devoted to the teachers' um, uh, apostles' teaching. All uh, all believers were devoted into their fellowship. All believers were devoted into sharing of the meals, including the Lord's Supper, which today we have the privilege of doing together. And all believers were devoted in prayer, and part of prayer, as I shared last week, that prayer is part of worship. And so, can you say all? All. Say it again, all? All All believers were devoted. So, it leads us into our first point today, is that working together takes devotion. It takes commitment. It takes a covenant that you're able to make with each other, but not only uh, between you and me, but how we're able to uh, uh, form in there the Holy Spirit working together for the common good as we reach out to other people who are hurting, to reach out to other people who are unchurched or de-churched or those who have been affected negatively when having that relationship with God. It is so important that we work together, and by working together, it takes devotion. This says that all believers were devoted. Not just one, not just a few, but all believers. And excuse me, it reminds us that we are to be devoted to the essentials. Sometimes going back to the basics is so important because we make uh, the Christian life for following Jesus and believing in Jesus Christ harder than it really is. And today, I want to focus on these uh, five or six scripture references in the, the verses of his Acts chapter 2, the early church, of how it can still help us out in 2019. And see, what takes place here is that the devotion took place. They went back. We are to go back to the basics And remember that first love? Oh, you know, that first love, going back to when it first happened. Oh, you were so excited. And that's how I can see it, how the early church was was happening, going back to the first love. 
And here's what happens. The first time you fall in love or, or just, you know, knowing how you're able to build that relationship, you know it's going to take work, but you don't know how it's going to be. I wish I knew what it was going to be like when I married my, my wife at 18 years old. And, and people were like, that's not going to last. Oh, my goodness. All the people are like, come on. Yeah, yeah, you just, you just, man, you just fall in love. Love is blind or, 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 or things on, you know. They already have put a negative of where I wanted to be with my wife, you know, what kind of family I was going to have. I didn't know all that, but I was committed. I made a covenant, you know, with my wife. And, and the same thing, going back to the basis, because you know any type of relationships, when you add two or three, they're not always going to be disagreeing. They're not always going to, or, or agreeing, I should say. Because there are disagreements. <laughs> and just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean that I don't have disagreements. But here's the thing. One of the disagreements that I say I disagree, but she agrees in. Please let me know if you, if you fall in this category. Your money, excuse me, my money is my money. Your money is my money. <laughs> I disagree. Going back to the basis of that first love is making sure that we, what can we learn out of the early church? And that's what it was. They shared things together. And this is, I want to I go on to verse 43. Verse 43, I'm going to ask you as a congregation to participate in this. Is that any time you see the word all, A-L-L, I want you to say it, okay? Just like I, I, you shared earlier. So a deep sense of awe came over them and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. Brings us to our second point today is that working together inspires generosity. Working together inspires generosity. It's so important that we, as the body of Christ, as believers and followers of Christ, other people will be able to see how we are being generous. Give you a few examples, you know, because it was just happened recently on a Christmas Eve services. We talked about uh, Operation Backpack. And as well as the Malawi's Seeds of Promise, our goal was $50,000, and we raised over $70,000. It wasn't one individual that gave that whole check or credit card or, or, or on the app, you know. The, it, it took everyone. So here's what happens. Some people be like, I can only give this. I can only. I heard that a few times. I wish I could give more, but I can only and give $5 or $10 or whatever. Here's the part, is that as collective body, as the body of Christ, we put everything together. So if only you were able to give, quote unquote, this amount, we knew that we came together as a body. We did more together. And therefore, we're able to raise that amount. It inspires generosity. Our life groups uh, take a hold of an accountability in our lives, and that way we're able to sometimes not only do Bible studies, but how we're able to serve other people just in one group. I heard just yesterday that earlier there was a group of a, of a life group that went and retiled the floors to the Pottstown cluster area. What a blessing that is. 
There's also, as you know, there's a rescue crew, you know, a response crew, not rescue crew, uh, a response crew that goes out if there's a need in our community. Even sometimes in a few days' notice, a, uh, a, uh, an email is put out. This is the task that we have. And whoever shows up is able to go and participate and make a difference. Whether it's one, two, five, ten, however it may be, but knowing that that generosity within ourselves does not only fall under the category of our finances. We are able to do more with our time, our talents, and our finances. You see, the Bible doesn't say here what it was worth, what their property was worth monetarily, but the important part is that they shared things together which allowed everyone else to be in common with each other. If I, if I have a, a gallon of milk, somebody else doesn't, you know, it's, it's important that the, the, our, my neighbor is able to say, if, if I have it, you have it. That's what the early church was doing and inspiring generosity in our lives. The Super Bowl, you know, as we gather today, you see me in this jersey and other people in their jerseys. We have, you know, encouraged people to bring in their canned good items and non-perishable food items for our Pottstown cluster as well as the Boyertown multi-service. You may not know the difference you're making if you, if you say, I only was able to get a few boxes of macaroni and cheese. But guess what? You may have heard already of how there were years that I was standing in line for the food pantry, and if I got a box of macaroni and cheese, whoo, I thought I hit the jackpot. We had, you know, siblings and everything else. But you may not know who you are, who's the one that's receiving that blessing of a canned good or non-perishable food item. But just know that you are making a difference and that you're sharing with other people who are in need. And guess what? We sometimes fail. We're, we're always thinking about the community. But we don't know if there are people in our church who are also recipients of that food. We can do so much together. It inspires generosity, and if people see that in us, they're liable to just go and be a part of it because they see that we're not only thinking about ourselves, but thinking about others. Verse 47, and it starts with you. Ready? Oh, come on now. You're awake. One more time. The while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of people. Amen, amen. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Praise God. So part, you know, the the point three today is that working together can change our community and world. We can make a difference of how we're able to inspire generosity within the brothers and sisters of Christ and also making an impact in our communities and therefore also making an impact in our world as we reach out to those other ministries. What an opportunity we have as a church knowing that we can work together and make an impact. The early church example provided opportunities for people who were shunned or marginalized or feeling victimized because they gave them a sense of community. The Christian life gave them that opportunity to know that way they belong, that we can do this together. If you're falling short and I have much, we are connected together and therefore we have. What a blessing it would be to learn the examples of the early church. 
We joined together as we began that 2018, the For Our Neighbors, and, and we built that foundation. Now we're de dealing with the uh, we can do more together. We want to continue making a difference in people's lives. We want to continue making a difference in our church and in our community. We want to make sure that we're not only thinking of ourselves. Yes, it is important that we take care of ourselves in order to give on to others. But when we are more than one, how we can think alike and knowing that we're doing this for the purpose of Jesus Christ because we want to continue to see more and more people being added to the book of life as they are being saved. That's the purpose when we do programs and ministries and we come to worship. It's not only just to be able to get a kick out of it or because you enjoy the opportunity, but that we are being saved and that day by day we are working out our financial, you know, not a finance, our, our spiritual, our spiritual lives. We are nurturing it. We talked about quality versus quantity. I remember my last church, the very first Sunday was July 2nd, 2006, and I let them know that, that I wanted the opportunity for people to understand that I come in and to make sure that we provide quality programs and ministries, that we provide quality worship services, because I really believe if, that you, if you provide quality, quantity will follow. It is not our job to only focus on the quantity portion of it. Yes, we want to continue growing in numerically, but we want to make sure that we're providing the quality programs and ministries in order for people to get connected and make that connection, not only with us, but also as they build their lives around Christ. Is it hard? Yes, it is, but it's not impossible. The quality versus quantity is so important in our lives because here's one thing. I know that I've shared this before, and I'm not just uh, speaking for myself, but with others. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have an opportunity for that YMCA. And I know that some people are still asking, well, what program in here is going to be here and there? But you know what? If we only act upon what we can see, we're only putting the, 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 what we can do. But the people of God they didn't know it by selling their property, by doing this. They didn't know what the future was going to hold because they were focused on being together. And for those of you who have been here longer than I have, I've been here a little over 19 months. But this one thing I have seen from this church, when there is a need, it rises to that need. And I know this community, as it continues to build, and it's in my heart, guys, place it in my heart and others to make sure that if we're able to get that opportunity, the, the building, how much more we can do beyond what we have right now. You may not understand it. The same way your first love, you didn't know how it was going to last, what it was going to build, but how we can do, to, uh, do this together. I really believe in it, but also understanding that we got to do this together. So this week, starting this week, I, I pray the life group leaders, if you want to invite me or one of the other leaders to, that are going to be speaking uh, in the midst of the North Campus, let me know. We'd love for somebody to be there and be able to answer any of the questions. Maybe by phone call or if you can't, I'll be there. But what an opportunity we have. We certainly don't want to let it go just because we, quote unquote, are scared, don't know our future. But you know what? If we're trusting in God in the same way that I trust God, the Holy Spirit, and this church, what I've seen just in 19 months, 
I know we can do it. The early church sets the example because they did it together, and we should do the same. Let us pray. Gracious and almighty God, we're thankful that you allow us to be in this place of worship. The doors are open as we've gathered our hearts and minds to worship you and we received of your message today. The early church, what they did. They were able to be devoted to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and sharing of meals and prayer and worship. What a blessing. Just to know can we continue with that tradition today as we build relationships and get connected. But Lord, knowing that we're all doing this because of our saved lives and how appreciative we are. We're not perfect people, Lord, but what you have done in our lives. And what a great opportunity we have today to come to your table. As we do what uh, the disciples did with Jesus many years ago through the sacrament of communion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as many of you know, I love communion weekend because it allows us to come together and do something that Jesus did with his disciples, and that is break bread. Not only Jesus, but we also had an example here in the early church that they shared the meal together, including the Lord's Supper. Not only in the worship setting, but the Bible leads us to understanding that they also did it in their homes. Oh, my goodness. And here this this table, it's set up, and I'm reminded of when Jesus was with his disciples in the meal before he gave himself up for us. He was able to take the bread. He gave thanks. He then broke it. He said, take and eat, for this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He then took the cup. He gave thanks. And he said, drink from it, all of you. For this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. So here we are today on February 3rd, 2019, and we are doing this in remembrance of Jesus, what he has done for us. So I'm going to ask you at this time if you could just bow your heads and close your eyes. And God, we come before your presence, and as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive of the bread and of the juice, reminding us of your sacrifice, of what you have done for us. Some of us are carrying something within us. Maybe it's a sin in our lives that we continue to think about. And so we just pray at this very moment, Lord, hear our prayer, hear our petition, asking for forgiveness for this sin in our lives. And God, we pray that the people here are able to hear those words, that still small voice in our lives, our spiritual lives that said that we are forgiven. Not by what the pastor has said, not just by this table, but what Christ has done for us. And the Holy Spirit that unites us, that we can do more together with that one voice. We remember the words of Jesus when he taught his disciples how to pray, when he said, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.